in a row? Hasta la vista, baby. Go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Geek Positive, and we would like to talk to you about the Avengers Initiative. My name is Ryan Maxwell, as always. I'm Greg Ames. So Greg, um, we did something the other day that we haven't done in two years. Yesterday. Yes, I said the other day because when this recording comes out. Oh, okay. But... It's, it's literally been two years since we saw a Marvel movie in the theaters. It, I checked earlier, and I believe it was 723 days. My math... 723 or 743? One of the two. Okay, I didn't get that accurate, but I didn't go that in-depth. But I think, I think Spider-Man Far From Home came out in July of 2019, was it? Yeah, because yeah, it was still summer, and Endgame was May, so yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's been two years since we saw a Marvel movie in theaters, and that is just mind-boggling to me. Yeah, because they already planned for a little break, a short break, you know, yeah. where normally we'd have like a November release, or maybe then, like a February, but then, I'm not, I'm then, done. We're out of it. I'm, we're putting a death to it. We're not okay. doing the sound effect anymore. All we're, right. We're on the uphill now. All right. But world events got in the way. Yes. And so we finally got it. And that would be yes. Black Widow, as you can tell by the title. Yes. I'm going to get right off the bat. I'm going to start with the fact that I got a little bit of chills. Wait, wait, and a little... wait, real quick. We should start off the bat with something more important first. What? Spoilers. Oh, oh yeah, spoilers. Yeah, we're We don't do don't... any, like, spoiler-free section where it's safe. No, no, the whole thing will be spoilers. So that's yeah, uh, spoilers dude. for Black Widow and any MCU property that came out before it, excluding Loki, because that's not done yet as of recording. So yeah. Black Widow and anything before. If you don't want any of that spoiled, don't listen. Yeah. Check Loki, out you're fine. We, we're not talking about Loki at all. Anything else, Black Widow and previous, yeah. is fair game, though. All right. So, okay, our disclaimers are out of the way. And right off the top of, of the movie, I got chills seeing the Marvel Studios logo on the big screen again. I'm not going to lie. It was just, it's been so long. I, it, it was just, it was just fun, good to see it again. Oh, 100%. It was just, it felt familiar again. Like, I remember, and dude, I'm talking like over a decade compared to two years. I know first world problems here, but it was like, when I saw that a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away when Force Awakens came out for the first yeah. time. And this has only been two years, but when you consider that we've had like three or four of these a year for over a decade, it felt weird and it was great being back. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. We'll just start out with that. Yeah, me too. I, I really did. Um, Did you get this feel from it? Because I was thinking about it a lot today because we watched it last night and then we yeah. said we we're going to record tonight. And so I was trying to think about it, get my thoughts in order, because if you ask me right away after a movie, I'm going to have a strong reaction one way or another, either love or hate. And so I try to give myself that buffer time and get my thoughts together to give a more accurate read of how yeah. I really feel on it, you know? Yeah. And it really reminds me of a phase one Marvel movie. Did you get that feeling? Um, maybe not phase one. It definitely reminded me of uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Especially with the fight, 
it had some of the most intense, you know, hand-to-hand combat fight sequences we've ever had in a Marvel movie. Oh, and I, I meant that as no disrespect, and I oh, no. agree with you yeah. for sure. I I love Phase One, but that's really the vibe I got because it didn't really play into the bigger universe too much. Yeah, uh, the stinger we got at the end was pretty light, except set up. Hey, something's coming, which we'll get to later. Yeah. much like all those Phase One movies, I just really got a feel for all that. Well, you also have to take in the, into the account that the way I describe this movie is almost like a side story because it doesn't. It's not in uh, chronological order with the rest of the MCU. It takes place in between uh, Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War. So it's not really connected to that overarching storyline heavily. Well, it's connected. Um, This has been done at least three times now. Guardians is iffy. I know there's a whole if you deep dive on YouTube. People explain where Guardians falls in the timeline. But, you know, we're dealing with space stuff. Like, I don't touch Guardians when I'm doing chronological I mean, I do, but I'm not getting into the minutia of it. But yeah. the very first time they did this was obviously Captain America, the first Avenger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does that jump back oh, yeah. to the 1940s? Oh, then, then, and then be Captain Marvel. Captain, exactly. And now Black Widow. But what I'm saying, though, is first Captain America and Captain Marvel, they both took place some amount of time before the first Iron Man. This one takes place within the timeline of the already established movies. It's not like, you know, in the like 30 years before or like 70 years before it's in the middle of the story. It's in the middle of the established timeline. Yeah. In between two movies we've yeah, already between, seen. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, so that I think, like I said, that's why it feels kind of, I think it feels a bit more self-contained that, and they're just starting phase four. So we don't really, know what their groundwork they're laying what they're building towards at for the big phase four uh storyline yeah phase four from is a mixed bag for me in a good way because a lot of what i'm seeing and thinking really feels phase one to me like shang chi just from the trailer feels like a phase one movie to me and then black widow really felt that way now guardians volume two and thor love and thunder and I mean, Spider-Man Far From Home, I'm sure... I mean, Volume 3, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what they well, correct you know? I got it. They will feel, I'm sure, very much Phase 4. But, like, it's kind of a mixed bag, like, starting over but still continuing point. Yeah. Well, it, it, that goes, ties back to the fact that end, Endgame was kind of, like, an ending to that portion of the story. So we have new stories to, you know, introduce, new characters to, to introduce. But then we also still have things carrying over from phase four phase three sorry now i'm imagining you love this movie i really did too but i i could almost bet you did because you're a big james bond guy not really big james bond but i do like you know spy movies and stuff like that well holy shit you bring james bond up like almost every episode i thought you loved james bond I like James Bond. I thought every episode we'd had one or two times that James Bond came up. I mean, it's James Bond's a big thing within you know fandom. You know, it, it's a big fo- a big force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I don't know, but okay. But that's what this this was a straight up spy movie, and I yeah. loved it. Yeah, there was really yeah there was no like sci fi or you know mystical elements to it. No, not really. Yeah, some sci-fi with the mind control and stuff like that, but that's more like de- yeah. like programming a person, which is legit yeah. things. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the cast of this movie. Okay. 
first and foremost, um, obviously you have Scarlett Johansson at the center of the movie. You know, it's her movie. She's always good as Black Widow, and she's great again as the character. But let's talk about some of the new additions to the movie. Oh, real quick on Scarlett. She's also executive producer, I caught in the credits. Oh, yeah, I did notice that. So, yeah, she must have. she's pretty heavily involved with this. Yeah. So let's look at the cast. Um, who, Other than um, Scarlett Johansson, who was one of your standout performances in this movie? Oh, I mean, it's going to be the obvious one. You know what I mean? It's um, Florence Pugh? Uh, I don't know how to pug. I how do I say her last yeah. name? I don't know. Florence... I, 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 I'm looking at it right now. I have no clue. But who played her sis, sister, Yelena. I thought she was great. And let's be honest, that's who a lot of people are walking out of this movie talking about. Yeah, well, there's the fact that, once again, full spoilers, they're setting, potentially setting up for her to be the new Black Widow. I hope they don't do that. I hope they keep her around. I hope they just don't pass the moniker. Hmm. I, I can, I'd can. i like a variation if she was the White Widow or something like that. Yeah, I don't, that, that's I don't know if I comics. like the moniker. Yeah, but I know, in but... The comics, though. Well, I know. I, I'm not sure I love it all the time. Certain characters, like... It works great for others I don't love. You went with uh, Florence, whatever her last name is. <laughs> um, um, one of my standouts for me had to be, and it's probably a standout for you, is uh, David Harbour. Harbour, yeah, hell yeah. And this is, you, you've chastised me because I haven't watched Stranger Things. In my defense, whenever I first got Netflix, I think Stranger Things was already on season three, so I was all already way behind on it but i haven't really seen him much but after uh, florence he like steals every scene he's in in this movie oh he was great um playing red guardian or as yelena jokingly calls him the crimson dynamo yeah which that was a cool reference basically like a funnier bought off wish version of captain america yeah, basically, he he keeps referring to Captain America as like his arch rival, despite the fact that there's no way they ever met. Yeah, they've never met, but he calls. But when he talks to Black Widow, he calls him my American counterpart. He at least yeah. tones it down for her because he knows that she would know. Yeah, he was a standout in that movie. Actually, one of the things I was looking about, I was looking up, and maybe it's a little bit of a nitpick. I I thought this as soon as the movie started. My first thought was. David Harbour and Rachel Weiss, who play their uh, uh, Tasha and Yelena's adoptive parents, they don't seem like they're old enough to be their parents. Yeah, the age thing got me on this. How old is Scarlett Johansson? I looked this all up all beforehand. She is 36. David Harbour is 46, and Rachel Weiss is 50. Okay. You know... I know movie magic, and you know they can they aged them up a bit, but it, it was a little when they first showed up, and they're like, "Oh, that's obviously in the it was 1995, and obviously it's the young Natasha." I'm like, oh, they don't seem old enough to be their parents. I was thinking that 95. I feel like she should have been older than she was, but I guess that tracks pretty well. Not yeah, exactly, but pretty well. And because in continuity, I think it was in Winter Soldier when they were at. The supercomputer that had what's the guy? What's his name's in it? Um, Zoller? Uh, no, not Zoller. Yeah, Zola. Yeah, so yeah. Um, they um, the computer recites their birthdays, and they mentioned Black Widow's birthday as being in 1984, which is Scarlett Johansson's actual birth year. So they establish in continuity that her when she was born. 
I was going to say just for her backstory and like how long she's been doing it, but she did start as a young girl. Like they even, that's not even just established here. She mentioned that in the first Avengers movie. So yeah, I, I, that was something like threw me off guard, but you know, it's a movie, but so whatever people can play older. Did this feel kind of like just uh Hey, thanks for all you did. And I don't mean this in a disparaging way, like kind of a celebration of all like black widow kind of being like the first lady of the MCU and everything. Kind of, it did feel like, like that a bit, because she's been a supporting character in so many movies, she finally got, you know, her own chance to do her own thing. Yeah, and, you know, I think they probably had a little more freedom with her being a dead character in canon to do the side story, because they're not building towards anything with her. Yeah. So, like, they could kind of go all balls out on this if they wanted to, because we know what happens between, so we just have, like, a a few month gap we can fill right here at most yeah. so they could kind of do whatever the hell they wanted like i'm thinking well she never got it sucks she never got her solo movie till her character was already killed off but yeah you know that kind of let them play with it in a big way compared to if they weren't sure yet i also wonder if the fact that they did this solo movie after her character was killed off was intentional because when you're watching endgame and that knowing that there's going to be a Black Widow solo movie, and then Black Widow dies. You're just like, wait, what? I thought she was getting a movie. And then, of course, obviously, it you know it takes place in the past. Yeah, which I still wasn't sure on, because I don't trust a damn word Kevin Feige ever says in a good way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in the best possible way. I don't trust that man. I still hang on to every word he says, but I don't know if I believe them. Can I get in? Because uh, I, I want to get this out of the way. Because I really like this movie, but I have to bring up the thing I didn't like, okay? I, I, okay. I We're positive, so I want to get my big negative out now, so then I can be All more right. positive again. Because right. it's just gnawing at the back of my head. Okay. Taskmaster. Okay, I, I know I where you're going with this. It. I fucking hated it. Oh, man. I, I love the movie, but man, that part... You did not no. like that it was revealed to be um, Bad Guy's daughter? Yeah, no. Because Taskmaster is such a cool fucking character. Anthony Masters, like, is the most advanced, like, fight-style studier and everything. Not the, basically, a mobster's daughter who almost died, so they put a chip into the back of her head so she could download different people's fighting styles. No, I was not into that at all. That was... Mandarin Iron Man 3 levels to me. You see, I, I really did not know, I don't know a whole lot about the Taskmaster, so I really, it didn't really hit me, but at, but when that scene happened, my first thought was, I've, I got a distinct feeling, like, this is this is not comic book accurate, but like I said, I, not knowing the character, it didn't really affect me. I was, I got a vibe off Taskmaster pretty early. I'm like, they're either doing something where Taskmaster is a drone being controlled by the real Taskmaster, or it's not who we think it is, one of the two. So, I, I kind of picked up on that, but I'm like, I felt like, no, don't do it. Not like this. <laughs> yeah, that that was my big... And you know what? I hate to say, Taskmaster was a trending topic on Twitter today, I saw. And the internet was not happy, but I'll say this. I did a quick scroll through, like, most of the, like, you know, the trending topics. I'll show you most, like, popular tweets and relevant first and everything. Yeah. Everyone seemed to say, Black Widow was awesome. The Taskmaster reveal sucked, though. Everybody at least still was like, no, the movie was good, but fuck that. Well, I mean, at least they're not, 
at least they're not holding that against the entire movie. Yeah, so, like, that's good that they can at least do that. You know what I mean? Like, they can yeah. separate it. And that's how I'm doing it, too. But it does suck, because I don't want to walk away with that in the back of my mind. Yeah. I I don't have... I don't think I have any major complaints about this movie. I feel like... my The closest thing I can think of is I felt like... There was a section of the movie towards the middle... Middle-ish, maybe towards right before the big conclusion, where it seemed like it slowed down, like... Way more than I you, I thought it should. You know what I mean? Uh, give me the part you're talking about, like a scene or oh, something. Oh, I think it's the whole stretch after they break uh, Red Guardian out of jail and leading up to when they meet up with um their adoptive mom. There's just, there's a stretch in Melina. there where it just Melina. I, there's, there's a I don't know. There's a stretch in there where it just feels like all of a sudden it slowed way down more than I expected because like the first like half hour or so this movie was like almost like non-stop action so i guess they wanted to take it they felt the need to like take a breather but i don't know there's this weird off that awkward section where it just seemed like it slowed down dramatically i don't know i actually really enjoyed that part like where they're all meeting up and everything i liked the family like dinner and everything and like to show like because what this movie did real well i didn't know that they were going the route of these weren't her real family, and they don't reveal that for a while at the beginning. Now, I'm using real as a, you know, like, yeah, however you biological. want to not her biological family. I can get away with saying that because most of my family isn't biological. But it was an interesting play because I, at the beginning, I'm like, this dad is being super cold when they land in Cuba and everything. The mom just got shot and is bleeding out, and the kids are crying. He's going up and hugging this guy. Like, oh, she's tough. She'll be fine. She's bleeding from the mouth. And, like... He's okay with the kids getting, like, the injected in the neck. I'm like, what the fuck? And then later when you learn, like, none of them were related. They were all agents and everything. I'm like, oh. And Natasha already graduated from the Widow program. Like, this makes complete sense now. Okay, so whenever they were together as a family in Ohio, were the kids aware that they weren't their real parents? I, I was a little fuzzy on that. Natasha was, at least. Um, okay. I believe I believe Yelena was, but I can't say for sure because Natasha already graduated from the program because like she didn't want the younger one to go into it. And um, David Harbor, Alexis said, "You you were younger when you started." So like, and then later when she's talking to the mom, like as adults, she's saying like, "I remember when we faked all these pictures and everything. It was nice. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, she was well aware. I was, I, okay, I remember that. No, I just was a little fuzzy on the details of that and another thing too they probably i think they explained it and maybe i missed it who did she kill that uh, she thought was the leader of the red room oh she just blew up drakov and there was no body to pull from the wreckage because everything was so incinerated okay so he but he obviously but, survived the explosion okay I, I was okay i wasn't sure if he had the wrong person or something uh, speaking of what Oh, this is another one of those examples that makes me paranoid watching these movies, because I'm like, I cannot let a single fucking line go unnoticed, Maxwell. Yeah. Because in Avengers 2012, when Black Widow is interrogating Loki and letting him think he has the upper hand and all that kind of stuff, and he's like, your ledger is dripping in red. Can you really make up for all that? The hospital fire. He says something else. He says, Drakov's daughter. 
a throwaway fucking line that almost 10 years later, like, we make a whole movie about. Yeah, I... It's been a while since I watched the first Avengers movie, and I did not remember that. That's kind of insane. Maxwell, I watched the first Avengers movie weekly. I oh. I know this movie by heart. <laughs> okay. And you saw but it yeah, in theaters like 20 times. It, I saw it in, how many? I think it was eight times I saw it in theaters. But yeah, so that's one of Loki's lines when he's in, like, yeah. when the whole interrogation. And they throw back to that scene later, too, where she does a thank you for your cooperation when she's getting oh, info out of people. Yeah. They throw back to that particular scene quite a few times in this movie. And that, if you ask me, looking at the character of Black Widow, where did she really stand out as something? Introduced in Iron Man 2, which I did watch in preparation for this movie, because I was like, I kind of want to see like the first appearance again. You know what I mean? Yeah. But she really, she had that cool hallway fight scene, but she was very much, you know, the the sexy honeypot agent, like, to get Tony's trust and everything. Yeah. And, and I, go ahead. I'll just say, just a side note, I still, we've touched on this before, I still think Iron Man 2 is underrated. I think that movie gets too much crap put on it. I'm, I'm with you. I, I rewatched it. It actually holds up pretty well these days. But she was very much the sexy eye candy who did have some badass moments at the end, but you don't really get a feel for her. I think that yeah. Loki interrogation scene in Avengers is the first time you really get a grasp on who this character is. It was cool they paid homage to that scene quite a few times in yeah. this. Yeah, then um, then her character got a bit more developed than in The Winter Soldier. For sure. She, she was basically the co-star of that movie. I'm surprised we didn't hear anything about, like, Bucky or Steve. I won't lie, I was expecting to see them at some point in this movie from time to time. You see, I wasn't sure. Well, not Bucky. Was... Bucky would have been in Wakanda, yeah. but Steve. I was, in the back of my mind, I was wondering if we are going to get some sort of... Well, I, I pretty much was 90, 99% certain we weren't going to get any sort of Tony Stark appearance. I I was wondering if there was going to be a, you know... Steve Rogers' appearance or, like, a vocal line or something like that, but they kind of... Yeah, I didn't nicely. think they'd get him to add on to his contract for it, but, like, a little hologram or a message or something, you know? And then I think, um, besides seeing a picture of Hawkeye, I think you hear his voice at one point in it. I'm trying to remember if we do or not. I know he's mentioned at the very beginning. I, By the way, General Thunderbolt Ross coming back again. I like that William Hurt just pops up in these Marvel movies yeah. and does nothing else anymore, and I love it. Yeah. Like he, he ha and he's like a holdover from the Incredible Hulk movie that, like, well, it's a good movie. It's barely touched been touched on in the years since. Oh, barely is almost an understatement. I don't think they've touched on anything for that movie aside from him since a throwaway line in Avengers. <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. The last time I was in New York, I kind of leveled Harlem. That was the last yeah. time it was mentioned. Yeah, that yeah, that was like yeah. But yeah, it was good to see him and. Am, am I cool to, like, we're not doing any sort of order, so we're just kind of jumping all over, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so am I cool to talk about the post credit scene? Uh, yes, actually, I, I would like to talk about that. Okay, so remember when we did our Falcon and Winter Soldier episode? Yeah. And we said, um, oh god, I have to say her fucking name. Elaine! What's her <laughs> character's name? Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> Yeah, what's her character's name? Contessa Allegra de Fontaine. I don't fucking yeah, know. It's like Chicken Fontina or something. Yeah, oh, Valentina. Well, anyway. oh, Valentina Allegra de Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Okay. Well, anyway, her when she, she showed up. 
Isn't she just like Lady Hydra or something? <laughs> In certain parts, yeah. 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 Um, I don't think they're going the Hydra angle. I think that's played out pretty well. But remember, yeah. I'm like, they're going to put together the Thunderbolts. Yeah. Let's just call her Valentina. That's, that, that makes it easier. Okay. You want to guess why they get the name the Thunderbolts? I'm guessing now? General Ross. Exactly. He's going to fucking lead this team, isn't he? Do you think he's going to be Red Hulk? Don't give me hope. Don't <laughs> give me hope, Maxwell. You're like Hawkeye in Endgame. Exactly. Oh, man. Don't if they roll this... Oh, if they, if they go Red Hulk... But, man, like, what a, what a crazy thing. And when was this supposed to come out originally... Okay. May of 2020, uh, right? Yeah, I actually yeah May of 2020 because I actually looked this up online. Uh, Valentina was supposed to debut in this before she showed up in Falcon and Winter Soldier, but obviously everything got uh, changed around. So yeah, this was meant to be her debut. Now I wonder if her debut was just what we saw there, or she had additional scenes in the actual movie that were cut. I I don't think I don't think she had anything cut from what I've looked online. I think it was just that scene there. Well, that could still work. That's very much, again, why I say a phase one, very much Nick Fury showing up at Tony Stark's house at the end. And then that lets us know the next team they're building to, again, phase one. And, like, what a crazy, like, tie-in. Like, we, look, when the first time they introduced television show that was connected to the MCU was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And it was barely connected. And then they did the Netflix ones, which were a little more connected. And then they did these Disney Plus shows, which... This confirms are the MCU. Yes, yeah the 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 connections of the previous Marvel shows are questionable at best now, but now the the Disney Plus shows and the movies are all interconnected. Yeah, so like that was awesome to see. So we're gonna see Yelena slash Black Widow slash whatever she's called teaming up with the U.S. agent, and this is gonna be wild. Oh, and also I looked up. One of the things I want to address about the post-credit sequence is um, the actress that plays Yelena Florence, whatever her last name is. Um, she is she is supposed to appear in the Hawkeye miniseries. I was gonna ask, do you think? Oh, I don't know. I have so many questions, which I won't get onto because I want to mainly focus on Black Widow. Maybe we'll yeah. hit it more at the end. But I know Kate Bishop has been cast for the Hawkeye series, so yeah. so this Hawk- could be yeah. really interesting. So we have. In the Hawkeye series, Kate, the new the new Hawkeye being trained, and, but now we have Yelena going potentially going after Hawkeye because uh, basically um, Valentina ba- basically said this is the person that was responsible for your sister's death, even though uh, obviously he it wasn't as you know clear as uh, clear cut as that. Can I tell you something fun real quick on yeah. Kate Bishop Hawkeye? Okay. I was at a comic book store a while ago, and they must have just recently bought stock from, like, a comic book store going out of business. They had, like, 20 copies of the first Kate Bishop as Hawkeye, and on a hunch, I'm like, they're gonna do this one day. I bought 20 copies because they were in the dollar <laughs> bin. I'm sitting on a stack of 20 Kate, first Kate Bishop as Hawkeyes, and the, I'm just rubbing my hands as this series gets closer. I'm like, oh, soon. It's coming. <laughs> I am ready. This is like my GameStop stock, baby. I'm rolling in with a bunch of Kate yeah. Bishop as Hawkeyes as soon as that show drops. You just have all of these, you know, like little money making schemes going on. <laughs> I imagine you're sitting there. 
I, you're sitting there in your it's chair. It's been four years, Maxwell. <laughs> you're, you're, totally you're clutching <laughs> your 20 copies of Katie Bishop uh, Hawkeye, and you're like, yes, my precious. My <laughs> soon, you're going to make me so much money. <laughs> Every day I walk in the room, I look, and I'm like, soon. <laughs> <laughs> soon. Uh, soon, you, you, the, the, everything is going as I have foreseen. <laughs> but anyway, um, so what do you think of this in general? Like, a, a shiny MacGuffin, but not in Infinity Stone levels with the whole cure vial. I wish we would have got a little more background. Who designed this cure? Because that's an interesting story on its own. Uh, like, what widow somehow broke free, came up with a cure for the widows from the mind control and I, everything? I, I think the cure was created by Robert Smith. Oh, fuck you. Well done. Well done. That's good. <laughs> oh, but um I'm proud of you. That was a good one. <laughs> Boys don't cry. Anyways. So yeah, um yeah, yeah, it's it's not super MacGuffin. He's clarify something. So I'm under the impression that the original widows were trained solely through being manipulated by whatever um What's the main bad guy's name? I, I need to take better notes. Hold on. Drakov. Drakov. So him and his people trained them, but it wasn't until recently they started mind controlling them. Is the impression I got? I, I don't the, know. I'm under the impression that the mind control thing was more of a new, uh, it was a, a uh, newer thing. You know what I mean? And before that, it was just through, you know, conditioning. I, I could, that makes sense. Because that, that, cause that's why, I mean, when we get into when we first meet uh, Yelena, she's being under complete mind control, and then uh, that other agent, you know, sprays the red dust in her face. Yeah. Looks so like I think the Infinity I, Stone from Dark World. Yeah, so I think it was a progression of, first it was just through physical and verbal conditioning, now it's like, oh, we could rework your brains now. Yeah. So, speaking of... Reworking Actually, our brains. I, don't, I don't have a segue. Um, I meant to ask, what were, what were some of your like standout scenes, good or bad or whatever? Like, uh-huh. what what are some things that you were thinking about today or afterwards? See, well, this is a, so far has been a tough movie to talk about because I really don't have any, much I hold against this movie. I thought it was a very well done action movie, and I don't like. I, said, I don't really have much to complain about it. So, but I think one of my favorite. Scenes. I loved the um, Natasha versus Yelena fight. That was. I thought that was a incredibly cool and well done fight sequence. Um, oh, the house fight. I won't yeah. lie. I didn't love it at first, but then it picked up. And then I liked when it turned from them fighting to them having to fight another party. Yeah. And uh, of course, reminded the... me of Civil War with Cap and Bucky, and then the people come for Bucky and everything. Yeah. And then the other, I think another standout would be them uh, breaking Alexi out of jail. That I was gonna bring that one up. I loved that scene. Actually, I like the whole Alexi in jail, just having a line of people to arm wrestle him, and the only guy to call him out on his clearly bullshit story, he broke his arm. And they established that he was a Russian super soldier, right? Yes. We're getting a lot more super soldiers running around lately. Yeah, no, I don't know if they're all the same serum or different yeah. varying degrees or different programs altogether. But think like. What is a super soldier except, now Captain America's was extreme, except someone who's, they could have just steroided the hell out of him. You yeah. know what I mean? That could have been his super soldier. Even like I said, I, I addressed there was some 
uh, points in the middle that I thought kind of slowed down considerably. But even that, like, I pointed that out as something that kind of stuck out, but uh, it didn't bother me horribly bad. So I don't know, like, it's, it's tough for me because I just thought this was a really well done, entertaining movie with, you know, the fate of the world wasn't at stake, but it was just Man, enjoyable. Man, do you know how much movie. I love that stuff? I When we did our MCU Super Special, I think I talked about that's why I love Ant-Man so much. No. Yeah. Infinity War and Endgame are fucking masterpieces. I don't care what anyone says, they are. Fuck off if you disagree. But <laughs> you're not welcome to your opinion on that one. But as much as I love those, the whole world like resting in the balance and everything, for heroes like an Ant-Man or like Black Widow or you know what I mean? Like that level of hero, I don't need the world to be at stake. I want yeah. them doing something that fits their character and this was very much that case, and I applaud them for doing that. Not like a nuke was about to go off and Black Widow had to stop it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's all about variety. You can't... The, the, the fate of the world can't be at stake in every single movie. It'll just get really boring. I'm thinking that line from Men in Black where, like, the world is always on brink of destruction. <laughs> well, let's talk about the big bad that was barely here. The big bad that was barely here? Yeah, Drakov himself. Drakov. I don't. Oh, yeah. That's not a complaint necessarily. It's it's interesting to me. I don't know if I like it or dislike it. Yeah, that is a good point. He he didn't really show up until towards the end of the movie, if I recall. The last right. act, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Huh. And then there's the which the part... was very uh, leads to my James Bond comparison. Very Bondy, like. Mm-hmm. It's all fighting our way through the minions, getting to him. There he is. He's going to monologue. She's going to find a way out. Uh, so that's what that reminded me of. Um, I know he was like a creep, like, and talk about, like, oh, we don't, we have too many, like, girls in the world or something, like, kind of weird like that. Yeah. And was it coincidental that he kind of looked like Harvey Weinstein? I did not think of that. That's, that's a little fucked up. <laughs> I didn't and not in real life, I noticed. Looking at his picture, no, but for the movie, a little bit. Because yeah, the actor that plays him, Ray Winstone, that name sounds familiar to me. I can look. It's Drakov. He was in Beowulf. He was in the movie Sexy Beast. Never heard of it. And he was in The Departed. Okay, I thought he, I thought he was in something else that I'm familiar of. Maybe I'm mis- mi- mixing up actors. Now, I wasn't sure about the pheromone lock at first. That was something I rolled my eyes at in the moment, but the more I thought on today, I'm like, I don't know if I disliked that or not. I can't make up my mind on that one. Oh, and I like the fact that, you know, she was basically goading him into, like, punching the shit out of her face just to damage the nerve in her nose. Yeah. Now, when she takes that ship down, holy shit. You know what, like... Your Martin Scorsese's and every actor who's bummed they're not in one of these movies of the world will complain about this type of scene. And you know what? I don't give a fuck. I'm coming to see a comic book movie. I want over-the-top fucking action. Yeah. So seeing Black Widow jump out a, a basically space station in the sky with no parachute, fly through a helicopter and grab a parachute and do all this shit, I'm like, this is all I wanted. This is why I came for this. Oh, that's something that really bothers me lately about the people that never do had no intention on ever doing a comic book movie, trashing comic book movies. Like you know, or that no one involved in comic book movies has any intention of offering to them either. Yeah. Like like fucking Stephen Dorff. Did you hear about that? 
That's one of the ones I was thinking of, yes. Yeah. For those of you who don't recall, Stephen Dorff, before Black Widow even came out, because he said he's not seeing the movie, he said Marvel movies are garbage and he feels bad for Scarlett Johansson and he'd never want to be in one. And I'm thinking, you've already been in a fucking Marvel movie. He was in Blade, pre-MCU. Yeah, but he, in his mind, that's different for yeah. some reason. And also, here, let me throw this out there, too. Name something that Steven Dorff has been in other than Blade. I don't know. Exactly. He's acting all high and mighty, and it's like, the only thing I could think of that he was in, I think he was in an Aerosmith music video in the 90s. I oh, that takes points else. away, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and one, it was one of the creepy ones where Liv Tyler was in it running around as a teenager, running around in her underwear or something. Dude, all of theirs were creepy. We've oddly touched on this before, but yes. So yeah, Steven Dorff can just shut it. Um, that was wild, the whole jumping out of the whole whatever the red room it's, in yeah. the sky. I wanna also say, as much as I am very upset about that Taskmaster thing, that legit bummed me out. I'm like, you know, I, I like Taskmaster. I was really let down on that. That kind of sucked for me. And I'm not talking shit on the movie, but that part of the movie, like they didn't need to do that. I wasn't a fan. But the Taskmaster fight where it's Red Sun. Am I getting the name right? Red Guardian. Red Guardian. Yeah, Red Guardian versus Taskmaster. And you see Taskmaster bust out some of the other Avengers fight, fight styles was really cool. I liked that a lot. Yeah, I, I liked, uh, speaking of Taskmaster, I liked the um, whole fight between, uh, I guess, her and uh, Black Widow on the bridge when she was in hiding. Yeah, but, like, did you notice, like, the uh, Red Guardian and Taskmaster fight, that the very first style was Black Panther? No, I, I'd have to do a rewatch. I Puts the claws up just like Black Panther, and, oh, like, okay, little knife remember. things okay, pop yeah. out, and then goes Winter Soldier shortly after that, because they do the exact fight choreography from Winter Soldier versus Cap with the throw the knife up, catch it in the other hand and everything. They actually were smart enough to use... The exact fight styles almost choreographed beat for beat, but that's the point. Like, of other MCU characters, and I'm like, that's fucking genius. That's actually really cool. Yeah, I feel like I should have picked up on that more, but I really didn't. Okay, here's something I have to wonder, though, about Black Widow and Natasha. This is something that popped into my mind early on in the movie, is how much abuse can she take? She gets, like, the like physical abuse in terms of their fights, like how much she gets thrown around and punched and, and she walks it off. Like it's insane to me. I get what you mean, but I'm like, well, we don't think that way of any other characters, but we don't really have many other human characters, yeah. just plain humans that get that kind of abuse. Yeah, so, well, like, like with Captain America, he's a super soldier. Yeah, so, I was going to say Tony, but honestly, Tony doesn't get the shit kicked out of him like that without yeah, the suit, Tony, usually. So, yeah, Tony has a robot suit, and she's just a very well-trained human being. The only example I can think of is Hawkeye, and we never see him get the shit kicked out of him like that. Yeah, I remember Ant-Man getting a few nasty blows in, in some of the movies, but not to the extent that like that she got, got the, you know, crap kicked out of her and just like... No, That's his fine. were more action-y. This was more violent. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. There's a difference. And another thing, this is something I've actually been thinking about probably since Black Widow was introduced into the MCU. And it was brought to my attention more so in this movie. Why doesn't Natasha have a Russian accent? That's why I liked about this movie, is they kind of got away with it. But Because why? the whole... 
um, the the Winter Soldier, I mean, not the Winter Soldier program, the Black Widow program, the Red Room and everything is based in Russia. So she grew up in Russia working there, but they have spies that go all over the world. She's an American one. Okay. And that's so, like she lived in Ohio. Like, if you notice, all the girls, a lot of them had different accents. Some had like Middle Eastern accents, some had Russian accents, some had American accents. They were all over the place with it. So that's why I really liked. Now, Red Guardian and Melina were Russian proper, so they were had the Russian accent. I'm guessing Yelena as well. Okay, so she was born in the states, but then raised in taken Russia, right but away. She, but she, but she raised, was never. She it was never developed the accent. She seemed to be raised to be an infiltrator, mainly for America. Well, that could be it too. Oh, it's something I always pondered. Um. Did you? I liked the side character, and I can't think of his name, but who's basically her, uh, like, like Saul Goodman and Walter from Breaking Bad, where they go and hide and like set up their fake IDs and everything. Oh yeah, and the guy I like that her, guy. Like, her equipment and the plane and all that. I was worried about him betraying her though for a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. See, I didn't. I I never really thought of that. I was kind of surprised. I I thought that. Uh... Melina was actually going to make a full villain turn, but I'm glad that she didn't. Oh, I thought she did, too. For I did, I'm so stupid. I don't know how many of these I've seen, and these things still trick me like this. I, I didn't see it when like it showed Nat knocked out and everything when Taskmaster and the other widows were invading the house and everything. Yeah. I thought that was actually Natasha. It took me a while to make the full connection. Um, I loved the little bit of classic Marvel humor where um, Alexi is talking on the earpiece very thoughtful to Natasha but he doesn't have an earpiece. Yeah. This is a bit of a rough one for me because I don't, like I said, it was, it was a good movie, you know, not like uh, It was, a, here's the thing, it was a good movie but it wasn't a perfect one where we want to talk about for hours, like yeah. everything was good, I enjoyed it, it's not top tier Marvel, it's not bottom tier Marvel, it's yeah. upper middle tier I'd say. I'd and say it's a solid B plus. Yeah. But how about that weird, like, Smells Like Teen Spirit cover at the oh, beginning of the I movie? I forgot about that. Okay, the cliche of taking a popular song and doing a creepy, slowed-down version of it is so annoying to me. But that being said, I actually kind of liked that that version for some reason. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I listened to it today, like, before we came on. I was like, I want to hear that again. I wonder if I like it. And it also um, makes it makes sense too for the time period because 1995, you know, that'd be middle of the kind of the grunge era, even though it's a different version of it. Yeah, no, I liked it. It was cool, but like some of I don't know what was it. Um, we've touched on this before. Oh, some movie trailer. I don't remember. It was for probably for a horror movie. They use these a lot for horror movies, where they did a slowed down dramatic version of the fat boy slim song praise you yeah i i hear that, them to smashing pumpkins a lot too for some and pixies and stuff like that like different versions of them or yeah i don't recall i don't recall hearing either of those i know for a video game someone did uh bullet with butterfly wings like oh like, okay Despite all my oh yeah i remember that now i don't remember what game with us yeah, i remember that uh, I yeah. don't remember Pixies. I see Pixies on a lot. I'll point it out next time I see it. Okay. Then when I think Pixies in the uh, Pixie song in the movies, I think of the ending of Fight Club, and it's their actual their actual version of "Where's My Mind." Yeah. So we should mention this. Me and you both saw this in the theater, but it was out 
on the Disney Plus Premier Access thing. Yeah. What do you think? I, I'm curious because by the time this episode drops, we'll probably have our answer. I wonder how this performs. One being kind of the first real blockbuster since COVID. I guess Fast and Furious. Yeah. But, and then that, and then with the Disney Plus thing with it, and just all these different factors. I'm curious to how this movie does. Yeah, I've, re- I've read some estimates online for what people believe it's going to do in uh, the box theatrical box office alone. I don't know how... How they calculate how they're going to how they calculate the Disney Premiere Access because I know Disney's uh, success with Premiere Access has been kind of mixed at best. I think if you have a family, it's a good deal. Now yeah. I always like going to the theater anyway, but for me and you, it's not a good deal because we don't yeah. we're not taking like three children with us to the theater or anything. Yeah. It's That's, us. That, I take yeah. Anna. We can get snacks and stuff still for way less than it costs for yeah. that. And Anna brings a three course meal in her purse. Usually, talk. I was Taco Bell. I actually picked up the Taco Bell this time. But yeah, I, I agree with you completely. The the premier access makes more sense if you. If you have a family, because then you have like at least you know three or four people watching it, it kind of pays for itself. But if I, I'm not gonna drop thirty bucks so I can watch Black Widow by myself tonight, you know? Yeah, now if it was the only way, I don't know, maybe. Maybe let's be I, honest, I probably would. I but still think thirty dollars. I think thirty dollars is an off is awfully steep too. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's... I don't know. But yeah, so I'm, I'm really curious. And now will they count that Premier Access thing in their box office? Like, how does that work? Yeah, I, I don't know. We're heading in... Like, we're in weird territories right now in terms of how movies are profitable. That's like, you know, how can you gauge the profits of any of the movies that went to HBO Max, you know? Because that, that they're free with their subscription, but you only have them for a month. So do they calculate how many new subscribers they get in that... 30-day period, like, say, when Godzilla vs. Kong was on there. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, like, what month they're doing well, I don't know. Now, I know for Shang-Chi, they said they're only doing theatrical runs, so I think yeah. this was just a COVID thing, because I know um, some places, like, especially in Canada, I don't know if the whole country is this way or not, but, like, some theaters are still closed up there, so that's their only option. So I get yeah. that, you know what I mean? But it's interesting. So... I mean- Meanwhile, I think here, they're um, expecting things to be normal again in a few months, so that's why Shang-Chi is doing yeah. just theatrical again. I use the phrase no- normal-ish because I think it's going to be a while before... I, I don't think everything can be completely normal for a while. But, but uh, um, one of the good news, though, in terms of American box office is that theaters are opening up in California and New, in New York, which are two of the biggest uh, markets. Yeah. And actually, we, we did have a bit of a test of um, the box office last weekend when the, the new, whatever the fuck they call it, Fast 9, I don't know. It opened up with $70 million in its opening weekend. They said that was the highest opening weekend since 2019. You know how wild it is right now, Maxwell, that in the old times, before March 2020, you would never see Black Widow released a week after a Fast and Furious movie. Even though they're True. not the same studio, you would never see that. Because they both, like, both series like, no, that's going to cut into ours. Now everyone's like, fuck it, we got to get everything out. Well, <laughs> Unleash it all. Well, I'm, <laughs> Unleash the Kraken. Uh, Marvel's in the position where they basically said they have to start getting stuff out or else their timelines can be completely screwed up because, you know, they are basically 
a serialized uh, storytelling here. So if they deleted it anymore, it would things wouldn't come out. You know, post uh, things wouldn't come out at the right time. Post uh, credit sequences would wouldn't match up to what they're supposed to be. So they really had to like do something. That's why. And like you said, I think that's one part uh, yeah. a large part of why they did premier access. Cause they're like, okay, some people still might be hesitant, but we need, we need to get this, this train rolling again. Yeah. So I'll ask, I'll ask you a few like wrap up questions before we reveal like our next week and all that kind of thing. Yeah. So if you're going to do a triple feature of the MCU and, you have to include Black Widow as your end piece since it's the new movie. What would you triple feature it with to make sense? So you're like saying, um, so three movies, Black so, Widow's the third one. So you need two movies that are Black that fit Widow. fit the tone. Like, you know what I mean? Like what two like could fit this tone pretty well? Not uh, I like, thought, I, oh, I, I want to mix it up. No, like, you know, similar tone I, movie. Are you? I thought you were going to go for like Black Widow-focused movies. Oh, no. Then no. I'd go like Iron Man 2. The Avengers, Black Widow. Oh, that's hard because I don't. I just just like to match the tone, not that one. Um, I think uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier is easily stylistically. This movie has more in common with Winter Soldier than I think any other MCU movie. So I'd throw that in there. Yeah, both kind of like the political thriller. Well, that one was more political, like intrigue. This is more like just typical spy stuff. But yeah, I'll give you that. Another one that fits the tone of it that's uh, tough though honestly it's cheap because it's the one that leads right into this but i'd say civil war that, actually yeah that would make sense and that that also does established probably a pretty decent character arc for black widow those three movies if you go yeah. winter soldier civil war and then black widow also by the way and, and if, say, if, if you want to make it a quadruple feature, just throw Iron Man 2 at the beginning so you see how she was introduced. Yeah. So if you go Iron Man 2, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Black Widow, you basically get the character arc of Natasha. So remember how I was saying about how like the whole Dracov's daughter line like makes me realize we can't ignore ev- anything because everything yeah. somehow comes into play? Yeah, that's like I, when I said I wasn't sure how Draco survived that uh that building blowing up, I was like, did I space out for two seconds and miss a, miss a crucial piece of dialogue? They mentioned, like, oh, we didn't find a body, so he just didn't get blown up. But I did gotta they, say this. Did they show him in the window with his daughter? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, anyways, continue. When I say you have to pay attention to everything, I mean, even the vest Black Widow was wearing in Infinity War. Oh, yeah. Has an origin story. Is there somebody at Marvel that keeps track of the continuity of all of this? There has to be. There has to be one people person. People like us. It's people like us. Like, somebody, what line have we done nothing with? Somebody that has a series of giant binders. And or like or that or like that meme from uh It's Always Sunny Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie has the map and everything's connected. <laughs> Who is Peep Silva? <laughs> oh my Oh Pepe, not Peep. But still. But yeah, Black Widow, um, it's a solid action movie. It's a lot of fun, and you should go see it. If you haven't yeah, already. I'd say so. Yeah, and, I'd definitely say so. And uh, wrapping this up, we had um two Marvel-related trailers come out recently. 
Yes, we did. And actually, one of them was right in front of Black Widow. We had the new Shang-Chi trailer, which got me much more excited for the movie than the first trailer. So oh, I... did you tell them about the fool's prank I played on you? Oh, God. Well, here's the thing. Greg's a dick. <laughs> he's my be- one of my best friends, and I love him, but he's he's a dick. And he was trying to tell me in the, in the theater before Blackwood was starting, like, oh, did you hear the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer is supposed to be in front of this movie? I'm like, really? I didn't see it online. It's like, oh, it drops tonight. And I, for some reason, like an idiot, believed him. And then he's like, no, no, I'm just fucking with you. And like, Yo, damn it, Greg. Uh, that was my fool's prank. Uh, yes, and I fell for it. I am a fool. But anyways, Shang-Chi, yeah, that name Shang-Chi! It's like a tongue twister. It doesn't help that my throat's dry. Uh, Shang-Chi, what are your thoughts on the trailer? Like I said, it got me much more excited than the first trailer, basically because I think it focused a bit more on the action. And also further proof that almost about 90% of the heroes in the Marvel Universe have dad issues. Yeah, I don't know a lot about Shang-Chi. I think we talked about it on here before. He has shown up in some comics I read, like Gil Simone's Domino and stuff. But I wasn't hugely excited for the movie. But yeah, like that trailer definitely does it. Just the fact that Abomination in it is in oh, yeah. it. Holy An- shit. Another reference to the Incredible Hulk movie that people tend to forget. Yeah, they're bringing it back. And I think, um, and I think they said Tim Roth is back, too, playing him in some form. I don't know if they're going to show him in human form or if he's doing motion capture but i think they said it it will be tim roth oh okay now also is that fin fang foom sure as hell looks like it to me i, I don't Look, think i don't I, know enough about shang chi i imagine there's some other dragon stuff going on in the continuity but please let that be fin fang foom and that will be another one of my dumb greg jokes that somehow come true like how i used to say well wouldn't it be awesome if they could put mecha godzilla in the the Godzilla universe and they uh, did. for Warner Brothers. And I never thought they'd actually be able to do it. And then they fucking did. I used to joke and say, when's the MCU bringing Fin Fang Foom? If they fucking do it, my mind's going to explode. And I'll realize I have the powers of a god. I just have to mock <laughs> the thing that I think won't exist in something. And it will ten years later. It's like, we'll never see a good Fantastic Four movie. There will never be a million dollars showing up in my pocket, Maxwell. <laughs> Why would you even think of such a thing? You know what? That just goes to say, I wanted the new Indiana Jones movie to happen. That's what I was doing oh, there. There you go. You. So, if it's terrible, we'll blame you. Yes. Blame um, but no, the, the movie looks fun. I think it looks really yeah. cool. Um, I, I'm, actually, I'm curious I'm, how they translate the whole Ten Rings like back well, to the organization, the Ten Rings. Like, they're... I think they're going to do some continuity rewrites, but I'm kind of excited for it, like, to see but, what they do with it. But I like the actual Ten Rings as a weapon, where they, like, magnify, or I don't know what the hell they do. They shoot off of his wrist, and he uses them as weapons, and I don't know. It looks really cool. I'm glad I'm glad they're doing the Mandarin in this movie, because as I said before, the Mandarin never made sense for me as an Iron Man villain. One's a guy in a robot suit, One's the guy that has magic rings. They just don't seem like they make sense together. I like it. Of course, I think a lot of my opinions on the Mandarin have been tainted by the 1990s Iron Man cartoon because it wasn't that good and the Mandarin just looked stupid in that show. Oh, borderline offensive, too. Yeah, that's the thing. There's also like racial stereotypes. That's why I'm wondering if they'll even call 
Fin Fang Foom by that name, because that even sounds a little kind of, like, stereotypical. I don't know if that one is or not. I, I, I'm not saying it's not. It's like, yeah. So if it is, I'm not denying that. I'm not taking that away, so don't take it like that. Once again, we're two straight white men, so we don't yeah, know so, much. <laughs> yeah, so take what I say with a grain of salt. People, Kevin Feige has said that he expressed a... Um, has some regret over casting Tilda Swinton as the ancient one. Not anything against Tilda Swinton, but they did it because they are wanted. They're afraid of doing bad Asian stereotypes, and they realized well, we could have just written a better character. Yeah. That being um, said, I, that being said, I like Tilda Swinton as the ancient one. The only thing about her performance that bothered me is the fact that they pointed out the fact that she is female. I thought they were going to be going for like an androgynous, you know, type thing. Or like genderless. Yeah. So, but well, they said they were, and then they didn't follow through. Because Tilda Swinton's awesome. She plays such, such weird parts. I mean, she played. I don't know if you if even seen this movie. Do you remember the Keanu Reeves Constantine movie? Oh, dude, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. I just remember she was in that as the Archangel Gabriel, very androgynous. Like they did some things to make it look like she didn't have any boobs, and her hair was like a a mid length shortish but kind of longish and they really made it wonder like you could not tell what gender she was supposed to be and Tilda Swinton always seems to get those roles for some reason she's she's great at it yeah good for her um yeah also our other trailer we got which not in any disrespectful way but I won't lie I'm a little more hyped for even just because it looks so fucking wild well well, that's because this has goes back to the, the you know we live in a world where there's been this could be a fourth Thor movie, and the third one was the best one. We are about to see a, t- a television series based on the Marvel's What If comics. If you had asked, you know, either of us about that, if you had told either of us that that would happen one day, like twenty years ago, we'd be like, "You're full of shit." But it's happening. We're getting a What If animated series on Disney Plus, and you're right. I actually am super stoked for that. Dude, I love the what-if comics. And when they occasionally, for some reason, randomly bring them back every few years, like they'll yeah. do like a six-issue run, I still pick them up. I love them. See, the what-if comics, I, I read, I, I didn't have a lot of them. I read a lot of my friends' ones. I usually picked and chose the ones I bought based on the characters and what the, uh, what the angle was on it, you know, what they changed in it. Yeah, and it's always something weird, like, what if Peter Parker became the Punisher was one I remember, like... What if uh, Doctor Strange was the Ghost Rider, made the deal to become the Ghost Rider? Like, it's always really yeah. weird, like, cool stuff, but that plays with really fun scenarios. What if, what if Peter Parker was beating off in the lab and the spider bit his knob? Exactly. Which, I'll just say right now, I, I just stole that directly from a Jay and Silent Bob comic book. I just wanted to throw that reference in there. Oh, I'll allow it. But yeah, and oh, I just saw something online, you might have seen it, that just made me sad. What? This will be the last time we hear Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa. Oh, I did he, see that. Yeah. He did. He did the voice of T'Challa. They're, apparently, they're doing "What if T'Challa joined the Guardians of the Galaxy and became Star Lord?" And he did the voice of T'Challa, and that will be the last time he plays the character. So yeah, that's, like good for him. That that'll be a cool send off. Like it's always nice when there's one more in the can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because so I looked up some of the voice guests. It's a weird mix. There's a lot of people from the movies doing re, uh, coming back, but also some people have been recast. Like, obviously, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, they're done. So they're, they have other people doing their voices. Though the guy that did the voice of Tony Stark in that trailer, 
did do a pre- I think did a pretty decent Robert Downey Jr. impersonation. I think he's the guy who voices Iron Man in most media that isn't Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. But then Haley Atwell is doing the voice of, I guess, Captain Carter, because they're doing what if Peggy Carter be- be- became a super soldier. Uh, who else is... is that one, that's one of the pilots, isn't it? I think what it's like two per episode. I, oh, I don't know. I know there's... I think there's, there's going to be ten episodes altogether. Yeah, so I think I think it's like two stories per episode. Hmm, I don't know. I wonder. I imagine they're probably only like half hour episodes. Yeah, but like once again, we're, we're getting a what if series. And the animation looks interesting to me too. It's like it's kind of a little bit reminiscent of uh, Into the Spider Verse, that kind of like comic book quasi three D, but not really. It's in, it looked inter- interesting to me. Yeah, that cool like cel shaded animation style. So yeah, Marvel's back, and we're we're, we're going to have like f- three or four more movies from Marvel this year. I don't even know anymore. Yeah. Not Sh- only is Marvel back, Marvel is back so much, Maxwell. That guess what? Next week is next week. We will be doing our our um, how, what do we call it? The We Watch series. Yes, whenever we, something new we talk about, we watch. We will be doing the, the, the talking about the Loki show on Disney Plus that I. That I will be binge watching here soon because I put things off. I'm I need to fix that. I'm aware, but I've never missed a deadline, so you haven't. I stay on you about it, but I know I'm like Maxwell will get it. I have faith in him. Eventually, I'll get my life together and focus on what's important. What uh, absorbing media content, then regurgitating my opinions of it on the internet with my friend. It we're both adults, and this is what we do. You realize how ass backwards our priorities are. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the same way. We're like, one day I'll get my life together and be able to watch the entire TV show and put off any other person, <laughs> any other responsibilities. I'm like, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I think that's the opposite, but I'm with you. It's like, uh, what, how do I put? I really should go to the doctor. I'm having chest pain, but I really need to watch the Snyder cut. <laughs> Yeah, what? what, what let me clarify. Let me, Holy shit. let me clarify. I don't have any chest pain, but I'm just throwing a hypothetical out there. Yeah. Wow. It's like, yeah, so Black Widow was really fun. I do want to, like, drop that. If, if you guys... Look, I hope you didn't listen to this without seeing it. I really... And I really you, do. If, if you did, I don't... If, I, if you did, what's wrong with you? I mean, come on. Get your life together. We're talking but, about getting our lives together. You need to get your life together. Go see Black Widow... I don't care if your your anus is bleeding. Put on a diaper. Go see Black Widow. Yeah, I'll say this: like, if you did for some reason, you're like, I don't know if it's worth it or not. You should go watch it for sure. Go ahead, if listen to us. Like it. Have have and, we ever steered you wrong, our our beloved listener? No, we have never steered you wrong. So you know, just buckle up and go see it. I don't know. I'm trying to think if we've ever steered them wrong. Maybe me telling them not to read Reader's Digest because it's for pooping, but that might be it. Do they even did they make Reader's Digest? Yes, still? they do. Oh, yes, they do. I'll, I'll have to get you one for your birthday. Don't. Anyway, I'd say that's pretty much about wrapped up for this one, wouldn't you say? Yep, yep. Go see Black Widow. You'll have a good time. Um, that's about it. Like I said, next week will be Loki. Then after that, who knows. Yeah, I don't know what will be after that, but yeah, next week's Loki. Make sure you guys follow us on all the socials. We have a Facebook group you can join. You can follow us on Twitter, at GeekPositive37. You can follow us on Instagram. I think that's just at GeekPositive. Yeah. Um, 
don't forget to listen to uh, Greg's other show, uh, Throbbing with Horror, with Brett with Brett from Dimension Z. Yeah, at the time of this episode dropping, we just put out Mandy this past Friday, starring Nicolas Cage, and that's fun. And next Friday, we will have, well, this coming Friday for you listeners, we'll have Jaws, so that'll be fun. Wait, 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 wait. wait. So Brett considers Jaws to be a horror movie, but not Predator. I'll take Brett's side on this one. Uh, Jaws is widely regarded as a horror movie. No, I'm I'm not disagreeing that Jaws is a horror movie. Just the fact that he he will maintain he he agrees that Jaws is a horror movie, but Predator is not. Like I, you know what I mean? Like I'm not denying Jaws is a horror movie, but to say I'm that, like, you. Hey, yeah, I, I got know. Predator on the schedule. I, I fought. I lobbied in Congress for years. He tried to filibuster me, but I legally had Predator put on the Throbbing with Horror schedule, When's which like is far years? away, but you were on that one. I believe you agreed. Yeah, that's like two years from now, I think. No, it's not two years. It's a few months out, but... Oh, my. Oh, I'm getting old. You know we're still on, right? Yeah, I know. I was just oh, okay. I know it's still on. I'll just try to stretch. Well, I am. I am getting old. But I don't know right. if I should cut that or leave it in. <laughs> leave it in. Why not? You left it in the one to- last episode when you shut me down when I started talking about Garfield. Oh, yeah. The fight never leaving it. All right. That, we've lost it. Uh, make All sure right. you guys uh, leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts because that helps us get seen by more people because algorithms are weird and that helps us out. All right, and uh, thank you for listening. I'm Ryan Maxwell. I'm Greg Ames. Later.